All right, you guys act like you like each other. Well, that was very cool. Welcome to Epic. Glad that you're here with us today as we wrap up our Power of a Blessing series. And we're going to do that today by celebrating what happened last Sunday. Now, if you were, apparently a few of you were with us, so you're already clapping. So if you were not with us, last Sunday, instead of having our regular services, we took our church and we left the walls of this building. We went out into our community. We had 13 teams working on 12 projects altogether. Our projects included Habitat for Humanity, a house build, a home repair in the Mondex, painted four houses in Bunnell, served food through Grace Community Food Pantry, worked at Alpha Pregnancy Center's thrift store, cleaned five school buses at Imagine School, served seniors at Windsor Enlisted, uh, Assisted Living Center, did a beach cleanup, and then had a prayer team that was praying for all of the events that happened uh, last week. So we might have some folks here this morning that are here as a result of our 3G Sunday. And if that is you, we welcome you to Epic. We want you to know that you matter to God and you matter to us, and that's why we did 3G Sunday, because our community matters. And God has placed us here to bring hope to our community. So if you are here because of our 3G efforts, welcome. We're glad you're here. We hope that that you can find this to be a great place to, to call your church home. Now, Today, we are going to celebrate 3G Sunday by allowing some of our project leads to come up and tell us a little bit about their project. And what I'm looking for from them is just a quick overview of what they've done in their project and in a way that that project may have brought hope to someone in need or how that project impacted them personally, their team, someone they served, someone in the community. And so um, we're going to have a few different teams come up and help us this morning with that. So I'm going to invite Dave and Joe to come up first. Can you guys come on up? Welcome these guys. All right, and before these guys start talking, let me tell you, the project that, that I was on with Luke Robbins last week was Habitat for Humanity. We had a house build, and we had, I think, 25 of us from Epic were a part of that. We also had a few others uh, that were there as well and just had a great time. We showed up in the morning, and I don't know if you can see some of the pictures there. We started with a slab, and by the end of the day, three o'clock, as we were leaving, there was a home, at least the, the outer structure of the home that was there. We got all the walls up. We got the plywood on the, the exterior walls and uh, just had a great time. It was neat to have a few conversations with some of the neighbors that were there. Neighbors uh, left in the morning and then came back and said, what happened? Like, there wasn't anything there this morning. And then now there's this house that's there. So I had some really neat conversations with them had the privilege of meeting the homeowner. They were there working with us as well, and it was just great to get to know them. They said that they may be stopping by this morning, so not sure if they're here or not. If you are, glad you're here. Welcome. And as always, it's just a great privilege for us to partner with Habitat for Humanity. They do a phenomenal job, 
in our community. And we've had the privilege of building or helping to build, I think, two houses per year with them. And uh, they're actually here this morning, representatives from, the, from their organization, as well as several others I'll be telling you about in just a few minutes. But a great privilege to partner with them. They're doing an amazing job in our community. And, and I love the, the fact that we don't have to reinvent the wheel because there are some people out there, some organizations out there doing a great job of bringing hope to people in need, and we get to, to come alongside them and help them do what they do so well. So that's a project I was involved in. So we have Dave, and we have Joe, and guys, just tell us the project that you were involved in and a way that that project may have impacted you or someone that you served. Well, our team went um, to the Mondex. We uh, did some repairs for a handicapped woman. We um, took all the decking off the handicap ramp, and we did some, some of the bracing. We also had to repair the gutters and because uh, they were leaking terrible. We also did some repairs in the utility room. We had to put some flooring down in the utility room and we had to put some flooring down in the kitchen or in the bathroom. Um, we only had three hours to get this done. I mean, we were really limited on time and there was a lot of work to be done. But the team, there were seven of us, got together and it was awesome. It was so much fun. And uh, I hardly knew any of them. In fact, I only knew two brothers in the group. The rest I just met that morning. But we were worked so well together as a team. God just blessed amazing. And just um, uh, what impressed me the most is just... Uh, the camaraderie, the teamwork. I just loved it. And we just, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And uh, Deborah, the lady, she was so blessed when she came out on her handicap ramp. And so in a couple of weeks, we're going to go back and we're going to finish the job because we need to paint, paint the handicap ramp and we need to tile the floors in the utility room and in the, in the bathroom. But um, anyways, I just, it was just, Uh, a wonderful time. It was a wonderful experience, and I just praise God for that. That's awesome, Dave. Dave. Here you go, Joe. You know, you can stay up here. Um, You know, one of the the greatest ways to get to know people in the church is to join a small group and join a serving team. And I I think you're hearing a little bit of that from Dave. As as we come together and serve together, you get to know other people really well. And I was originally supposed to be on that project, but they checked my fingers and then asked me not to. said it was a specialized skill. So we're glad we have guys that actually know what they're doing out there. So Joe, tell us. Well, I'll start off with the little joke I had first. You see this Uh nice shirt? I wanted one of these shirts. And and my wife is the one that everybody knows does the t-shirts. So I had her ask Sarah if I could have a dark gray shirt instead of a light gray shirt. And the next thing that came back was, sure, you can have one if you want to lead a painting group. (laughs) So I ended up getting a paint group. and it was, it was neat because it was one of the biggest projects I think we had. Um, it started off, it was supposed to be three houses. Um, we had so many volunteers, it turned out to be four. So we got the four houses painted. Um, it was pretty neat that day because it started off four of the leaders, one from each group, went and met Habitat and um, Gary from Benel Neighborhood Improvement. And um, we got there on the street, it was quiet, nobody was out except a few homeowners. And within a matter of... 45 minutes to an hour, the street was packed with like 50 cars, 80 people. Cody had music playing. It ended up, it was a giant block party. I don't, I still don't think anybody knows we worked. It, 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 for four hours, it felt like a giant block party. Um, 
And then when it was all over, I mean, the homeowners were, um, the, the lady's house that I painted, she just, she loved us. She was hugging us. Um, they actually fed us at the end of the day. They did a big cookout, and um, we sat there probably for an extra 45 minutes to an hour, um, just sitting there eating with them, um, hanging out. The kids were playing basketball on the street. Music was playing. But uh, it was definitely a great experience. Um, I don't even feel like we worked, really. It was like a party. That's cool. We, we love those kind of projects yeah. for sure. Guys, thank Find you so up. much for sharing. I'm going to invite Kara and Chris up. Come on up, you two. Can I go before Kara? She's going to talk forever. <laughs> We're going to let Kara go first just because of that comment. <laughs> so, okay, my group volunteered at, this is very intimidating to be up here, um, the Alpha Thrift Store. And we were able to hang clothes, um, tag them, price them, size them. It's this never-ending task that the volunteers over at Alpha do um, to help get those donations ready for sale in the thrift store, which, um, of course, they use to fund the Alpha Pregnancy Center. The Alpha Pregnancy Center is a very cool place. It helps to uh, counsel and educate women who are going through what could be a very difficult circumstance. Um, they give men and women, actually, alpha bucks for going through um, parenting classes or um, watching videos, and then they can exchange those alpha dollars for diapers, formula, clothing for them, clothing for their kids. Uh, toys, what have you, um, and all of those things are also donated. So for me, Alpha Pregnancy Center is very inspiring. Um, at one point in my life, not too long ago, I was a unmarried Christian pregnant 19-year-old. And had Alpha been around, I think I could really have benefited from some of those education, parenting classes, and especially the counseling to help get through some of the, the guilt and the shame of being a pregnant Christian, especially teenager. So um, I am excited because I found out that Alpha always needs volunteers, even if you could only volunteer an hour, two hours, five hours, whatever, they are welcoming volunteers. So I can't wait to see what I can do, and I hope that you guys are somewhat inspired to see if you can help too. That wasn't long, was it? Thanks, Kara. All right, Chris. Good morning. I know Kara could share forever because she's real passionate about that, and I just think that's cool. Uh, I just want to say, first of all, thank to, uh, uh, thanks to Christina Gilliam and all the other project leaders. I was just a motivator, which is weird because some of you know my energy level. I don't know if that's appropriate. But anyway, Christina did a lot of work behind the scenes, and so did the other project leaders. So just thank you to everybody that did a lot of work behind the scenes. I know you're not looking for thanks, but I think that you owed a round of applause. Thank you. So I was over at Imagine Schools uh, with a bunch of adults and kids, and I thought that we were just going to go over there and just have a bunch of, uh, you know, a suds party. You know, spray each other with the hoses, throw some suds around, and that was it. But to my surprise, first of all, um, the gentleman who was the contact at Imagine is uh, a Christian himself, and he said, you know, actions always speak louder than words. And it was so cool to see a church here in Flagler County that is actually doing what God wants us to do, and that's being servants and disciples of God by going out and actually doing what we should be doing instead of just talking about it. 
So one of the really cool things was that uh, there's a couple that comes to uh, Epic here, and uh, me and the gentleman work together. And I, you know, I see them, and him and his wife and their kids, they come in, and my wife is here, and she's active. And we're always just kind of saying hi in the hallway and passing, because there's a lot going on. So my wife is out, and she's cleaning the school buses, and his wife is cleaning the school buses. And they start talking, like, oh, so what are you doing? How are you? Oh, what does your husband do? Oh, that, wait a minute, what does he do? Oh, my husband does that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, we work together. So here my wife is, and they've crossed paths so many times in the hallways here in the big room and never got a chance to really have a good conversation to realize that me and this gentleman work together. So building relationships just with the people in our church while we're doing, like Trent was saying, a serving project, that's how you get to know people. So that was just a really, really cool thing. And the last thing I just want to talk about was the kids. You know, I told the adults in the beginning, hey, listen, don't do too much. Let the kids hit maybe bus one, maybe bus two, because they're going to peter out and they're going to be done and we're going to be finishing the last couple of buses. These kids did not complain one bit and they worked and worked and worked right through bus five with no complaints. And there wasn't spray parties and this, they really, they, I mean, they put elbow grease into it. These buses literally looked a lot cleaner. I mean, you saw the visible difference from going from dirty, because imagine, you know, they don't belong to the public school system, or to the transportation system over there to where they have all their buses cleaned. They have to have parents volunteer. So they were a little neglected, and, and we did a great job. I mean, the kids did a fantastic job. So it was just kudos to see the kids wanting to be there for a purpose, to clean these buses, and having fun, and not complaining one bit. It was just awesome. So just kudos to the kids on that one. Very cool. Very cool. Guys, thank you so much for, for coming up to share. We also had a beach cleanup project, and we had two teams on that. Uh, a team started at uh, the pier, and then a team started up at Vaughn, Vaughn Park, if I can say that correctly. Was it? Varn. There you go. Varn Park. There's a park in Flagler Beach North, okay? So we had two teams, covered eight miles of beach. And uh, it said they had many people thanking them for doing that, helping to keep our beaches clean. And uh, one of our guys got a, an opportunity to share his faith with a, a friend that he had and reconnect with that friend. So we're, we're thankful for our beach cleanup crew as well. Now I'd like to invite Renee, Tammy, and Tim to come on up. Our next crew, come on up, Miss Renee. We're going to let you go first and tell us about your project and an impact that might have made. Well, first of all, I just want to say that last Sunday, I was in the back of the room while we were doing worship, and I was so proud. I felt like a proud mom when all of her kids come home. Um, just the energy and the heartbeat and the passion that we all showed by showing up and going out and serving brought me to tears a couple of times throughout the day. So I want to thank each and every one of you for being the hands and feet of Jesus and showing our community what the love of God is all about. Um, I, I uh, headed up or participated with the Grace Community Food Pantry, and um, I, I, that's, a, that's a personal commitment for me. I work there every single Sunday right after church, and uh, when I was growing up, there was no food in our house, and oftentimes we didn't know where food was coming, so that is, is um, very near and dear to my heart. But most of all, I had uh, the, the best time, because usually I'm in the back working and um, never get to see or, or interact with any of the people that come through the line. I'm behind the scenes and I'm the little worker bee. So this time, our team was awesome. We, we, we had a ball actually, it wasn't like work, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> but we had so many people there and there was, we were busy, but there was a little bit of downtime. We were serving 
um, all of the people that come in line to get served at the food pantry. And uh, um, generally up, up um, in the 300 mark for three hours uh, at the pantry. So we had a lot of, um, lot of interacting with, uh, with the people in line, but also what was, very, um, what was very impactful for me is that the people that work at the food pantry, there are only four of us, four committed regular volunteers on any given Sunday. <clears throat> and then whoever else shows up, we kind of fill in the holes and, and do what's necessary. But there was so much work. There was so much extra food that is never there. We had our food from our food donations um, for our food drive here. That we had pallets of food that we had to, um, that we had to mark out for them. So, so the people that actually worked there were in awe of our church. I introduced them as, this is my family. This is my family, and we're here to do whatever it is that you need us to do. So we not only fed the people in line, we grilled, we gave them a hot meal, we gave them um, candy, we gave them water, we gave them snow cones, but we also went inside and bagged up produce, bags and bags and pallets of produce. We actually broke down an entire pallet of canned food, marked through the UPC, and then restacked it and palletized it. We also um, marked through all of the food that we donated from our church. And then I actually had the opportunity to uh, meet and talk to some of the people that were actually being served in line by, by Grace. And I can tell you that it was so impactful for me just to hear the story of the gratitude from these people that, for one, that grace is there to serve them, but they were in awe that Epic Church would take the time out of their day to go there and cook a meal and serve them. They were so grateful that it brought me to tears a couple of times. Um, I actually had the opportunity to pray with two families, and that's not something I'm comfortable doing out loud. Um, I like to be behind the scenes and pray for anybody who needs it, but not pray with somebody out loud. And uh, it, was, it, was, um, it was such a privilege and such an honor that um, I think I'll do it more often. But I, I want to thank each and every one of my team members that, that are here this morning because we had a ball and the people at the food pantry who work there were in awe of us. So it was wonderful to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to go out and show what, what the love of the local church can do. So thank you. Awesome. And Miss, Miss Renee, uh, um, I, if, if I'm correct, I think it was, information was passed on that there was somebody that had thanked one of our volunteers and said, thank you for this meal that you provided. I haven't eaten in two days. That is correct. And um, man, man, you know, like for, for most of us, we don't, we don't have a concept of that. Uh, to not go, you know, even miss one meal, and yet for, for someone to go two days without a, a meal. So it's awesome that we were there to be able to serve in that way. Now, for where is Grace? Um, you know what? There's a table in the back after the service. Um, then you can get that information, and, uh, and they'll, they'll let you know that. Now, for those of you who do not know this beautiful woman right here, she's amazing. This is my wife, Tammy. So... I, I say that because most of the time she's back in uh, Epic Kids areas, and, and a lot of times people don't make the connection between me and her. And this uh, year, in just a couple of months, December, we celebrate 20 years of marriage together. So, so just 
so you know. You obviously see who you know, the better half is. So Tammy, tell us the project you were involved in. Well, like Renee said, talking about a privilege and honor, I really felt like it was a privilege and honor for us to go. We went to Windsor Assisted Living Center over by the hospital. Um, And honestly, it was just beautiful. Our team was just made up of different adults, parents, and then children. And um, we went in and we actually got to watch the kids um, sing. But before that, we, we actually had the opportunity here to just spend some time together talking, and we prayed specifically for God to just allow the right people to be in that room together that morning. And um, so then we also made a little craft that we took. So our initial connection with them was these crafts that we made. They were little door hangers for them to decorate their doors. And I would have never thought that it had such a tremendous effect on them. It was just so awesome to walk in there and watch their faces light up in unbelief when we handed them these things, these little crafts that really didn't take a lot of time on our part, but meant the world to them. And my son, right, I was standing with him and the lady was so, um, just so blown away. She kept telling him over and over, I'm gonna keep this forever, this means so much to me. And then as we sat with her through the morning, I realized she, had, she was all alone. She didn't, her family was all up in Pennsylvania. She's down here all by herself, and she'd been down here, I think, for six months to a year and just didn't have anybody down here. So just that small gift was such, just such a blessing to her, just spoke so many volumes of um, love, I guess, because when we talk about people matter and then to watch my group go in there and really, really invest in these people and then the people invest in us. It was so awesome because our kids got to hear their stories about when they were young and then this beautiful connection you got to watch the morning and you talk about crying. I was trying not to cry and just the kids came alive the adults that we had on our team came alive, and it was like we really had some genuine relationships by the end of the morning. And we definitely um, want to partner with them in the future. And one of the one story I'll just share about one of the ladies was she actually grew up with five brothers. She was in her 90s, like 94. I couldn't believe her. She was so awesome. And um, and she then had four boys to bring up herself. So she, she really hadn't had a whole lot of experience with girls. Well, she was partnered with two little girls uh, in elementary school. And they, by the end of the day, she was, they were just, blah, 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 you know, all over the place. And she just gave them a hug and said, you know, thank you, girls. Thank you for coming here and just being with me and giving me a day with daughters that I never had before. And, that, you know, hearing that, I'm like, if this is not bringing hope, you know, to people, I don't know what is. So it was just beautiful, and I'm so excited about um, just our relationships in the future with them. We definitely are going back and being a part of their lives, and so grateful for the investment they gave us that day. It was just beautiful. So I guess that's it. I could go on and on. That's awesome. You can hand that to Tim. That'd be great. Thank you. All right, Tim, uh, tell us the project you were on and the impact. Yeah, uh, several of us stayed back here, and we were the prayer team. And uh, what an amazing opportunity to have a privilege to pray for you guys as you were out there for safety, and then also just for God moments. Um, we were praying that God would impact your life significantly through this, and we were praying that also that your lives would impact others significantly as well. And so it's just really neat. When you hear the team to begin to pray for those things, you really get to hear their hearts. And some of them um, who are on the team, they don't pray out loud very often, but it was neat to hear the life change that has happened in their lives that they prayed about. 
so that you guys would have life change with Jesus Christ as well and the people that you came into contact as well. And so it was just an awesome time to be able to pray for you guys, to be able to pray for our community. We prayed for our cities, our officials. Uh, We also prayed for Epic Church that we can continue to go into our community and partner with partners who, who understand about bringing hope into our community. And so it was just an awesome time. And for me, it's just really neat to, uh, again, hear people who are praying for other people and open up and hear about the life change that, is ex- uh, that they've experienced personally. And that's what God wants to do in each of our lives. And so it was just an awesome time praying together for you guys and praying for our community and praying for what God's going to continue to do uh, because this is just the start. Awesome. Will you help uh, thank our team? You guys can go ahead and be seated. Well, as with any major effort like this, there are lots of people to thank. And we were able to capture a thank you video from some of our partners. So take a look at this. Well, you know, this wouldn't have been possible if it weren't for a number of people that worked very hard to to make 3G Sunday a reality. And I I first want to start by thanking our local missions team that's led by Sarah Jones. And it's uh, Sarah Jones' birthday today, I understand. So if you see Sarah, say happy birthday to her. So they worked so hard for many months, uh, many hours many uh, phone calls, many meetings, many uh, appointments for this to to happen. Their team is made up of Sarah, Cass, Carol, Renee, Rick, Stacy, Kara, Shanna, Carla, Evan, and David even jumped in to help out. So would you just give them a huge hand for all the work that they did? And then it wouldn't be possible without our project lead. So those are the people that, that had the, the darker gray shirts that stepped up. They were the leaders on the front lines to make sure that the project happened the way that we uh, anticipated it happening and wanted it to happen. So would you thank our project leaders for that? And we also have some great partnerships in our community. I've already talked about that just a little bit, but they really helped make 3G Sunday a reality. Grace Community Food Pantry, Alpha Pregnancy Center, Habitat for Humanity, Friends of A1A, they were the ones that helped with our beach cleanup, Windsor Assisted Living Center, and then Imagine School. So it wouldn't, again, have been possible without their help to identify some of the projects in our community for us to to be a part of. And we have uh, some of these organizations at the back you see some tables back there that I'm going to encourage you to stop by before you leave today and, and check out what they have going on. Now, last Sunday, we also had a church from Callahan, Florida, which is about an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes north, almost to Georgia. They came down to help watch our kids while we were out serving. It wouldn't have been possible without that crew that got up. I think they left at six o'clock to get down here so we could get out on time for that. So would you give them a round of applause. And lastly, it would not have been possible last Sunday without you and your efforts and your energy and the time that you put into this. And we were hoping to get 200 people on this project, and we had 259 of you that joined together to do this. It, it represented a 1,000 
volunteer hours. So just about a thousand volunteer hours to pull this off. Now, now think about the impact that you have made, the, the, the hope that you have brought because you served. Listen to a few of these things. Because you served, a family's going to have a home, hopefully by Christmas. Houses were fixed and will last longer. You know, some of these homes, uh, I understand, in Benel that were painted hadn't been painted in 30 years. So you made it possible for a house to last a little bit longer. Because you served, senior adults were reminded that they matter. Adults that often don't have anyone to visit them were reminded they matter. Students can ride clean buses to and from schools. Our teams and our community was prayed for. People can enjoy cleaner beaches and people who haven't eaten in a while can have something to eat. Now, part of the project that we did with 3G Sunday was our food drive that happened all throughout September. And here's some statistics about that that I I think is uh, um, very cool. It's kind of epic. You gave almost 3,000 pounds of food. 3,000 pounds of food. That's like a ton and a half of food almost. That is phenomenal of what you gave. Now, typically when we do a food drive, we get about 600 pounds of food. So like you went way above and beyond. So it was fantastic. Thank you. And that food went to Grace Community Food Pantry and was some of the food that was passed out on 3G Sunday. So uh, what else can I say as your pastor, but thank you for being so awesome. You guys are amazing. It really is an honor to be part of a church family that says, you know, we don't want to just do church. We want to really learn how to be the church. You know, our strategy and our motto at Epic is that we're a church for people who don't do church. And that's a play on words. We don't want to just do church. We don't want to just come in here and sing a few songs, hear a message, and leave unchanged. We want to go into our community and help reach people for Jesus. We want to bring the hope of Jesus to people in our community who are in desperate need of that hope. The reality is the local church is God's number one plan to reach the world. God's number one plan. You look around at each other, guess what, gang? It's us. God's number one plan to reach this community is sitting in this room to thank you for being active in reaching our community. Thank you for being interested in bringing hope to people around us who need hope. Now, here's the real challenge for 3G Sunday and beyond. Being the church should never stop for us. Now, we shouldn't just have a day like that and say, wow, way to go, pat ourselves on the back, feeling really good about it, and then let's just wait another year. We shouldn't have to wait for a church-organized event, or we shouldn't have to wait for a year to be involved in serving people around us. We need to continue to serve our community on a regular basis, love our neighbors, help people in need, point people towards Jesus in any opportunity that we can. It's like we learned last Sunday when we were walk, or the Sunday before when we were walking through the Good Samaritan story. So who's our neighbor? Anybody we see in need as we walk the paths of life. Anybody that as we're going, wherever we're going, we're going to work, school, if you're uh, enjoying a hobby, wherever you are, if you see someone in need, God wants us to be the church and respond and help them out. So here's some ways that we can continue our 3G serving experience. 
You can serve through our local partners. Again, we have uh, Habitat for Humanity. We have Joanna back here at this table. They've got a project on November 9th, I believe it is, that you can stop by and find out more information about that project. So uh, if you were involved in the Habitat build or you were involved with the Brush of Kindness, painting houses in Benel, they've got more projects like that. Grace Community Food Pantry, Renee will be back at that table. So every Saturday and every Sunday, they are open serving people in need. And so there's opportunities every weekend for you to be involved in that. Alpha Pregnancy Center, we've got Diana will be here this morning back at this table. You can serve through their center. You can serve through their thrift store. And as Kara said, all of these organizations are always looking for volunteers. A few people that say, I'll commit some time. I'll step up, I'll help, I'll make a difference, I'll bring hope to someone else in need. Now, we have seasonal opportunities where we come together as a church and leverage all of our energy and resources together. So we typically, two houses, I've said this before, two houses a year for Habitat for Humanity. We do food drives, clothing drives. We do this project called gleaning, usually in the spring. If you're not familiar with gleaning, it's an an Old Testament practice where God told uh, the, the farmers when they went through and picked up their produce, don't pick it all. Leave some leftover afterwards. And those families that were in need can come and pick up their own produce and have food. So it's kind of like God's welfare system back then. So it's a project that we've been doing for several years now. And typically for us, we're gleaning, picking citrus. Citrus that's just going to rot and go to waste. And we're able to pick it before that happens and get it to some food pantries that can get it out to some people in need. We also have a project called Giving Tree that comes up during our Christmas time of year. Actually going to start hearing about that today, a way that we can bring hope to people in our community around Christmas time. We have weekly serving opportunities where you can get active in our church family, serving through Epic. So our prep team, our connections team, our children's ministry, our student ministry, our tech team. There's so many opportunities around our church family for you to be involved. I mean, all you have to do is pick one. And I I guarantee you, they would love to have more committed volunteers to serve through our church family. You can get active in serving in one of our small groups. So one of the things that we want all of our small groups to do is find a portion of what they do and serve. So find something that they can serve together. Another way for them to get to know each other and a way for them to build stronger bonds and make an impact in our community. So we want all of our small groups to serve, but some of our small groups have a specific purpose in that. That's what they do. They serve on a regular basis. So you can stop by our Epic Church table at the back and find out more about our small groups. And you can also stop by there and find out about our international mission trips. It's another opportunity for serving, where typically we take two trips a year. This, this upcoming year, we'll be headed back to Guatemala on the week of July the 12th and the week of August the 2nd. So if you'd love to go on one of our trips, we'd love to have you. You can go build a house down in, in uh, Guatemala for a family in need. We can work with children down there so you can find out more about that at our epic table. Now, I encourage you to take another step towards serving. For some of you, this was the first time you served. 3G Sunday was the first serving experience through Epic, and I'm so glad that you took that step. Others of you, you've been serving through Epic. No no matter where you are on that serving journey, I encourage you to take another step forward. Here's the reality. I'm going to make a big statement. I don't think it's possible 
to grow to be all that God wants us to be without serving. It's not possible. It's not possible to call ourselves mature followers of Jesus. It's not even possible to call ourselves devoted followers of Jesus without serving. You think about what Jesus did for us. He left the splendor of heaven to come here to serve us. And so as a church family, as we continue to grow, I challenge you, I encourage you to take another step, whatever that means in in your context, whatever that means for you, take one more step towards a lifestyle of serving what Jesus has done for us. Now, before I wrap up this morning, uh, let me just transition slightly and tell you what's coming next week. All right, so next week, we're going to start a new series that I am really excited about. It's a series that that God has been working on in me for several years. And the series is called Pick a Fight. All right? There are some things in life that are worth fighting for. So throughout this series, what I want you to do is start thinking, what are you willing to fight for? I've been asking myself that question for many months. And when I go to lunch with a friend, I'm usually asking them that question. Like, what are you willing to fight for? I'm, I'm really curious about this, uh, this subject. And I've been processing it through scripture and, and my relationship with God. And I think God has some really strong things that he says, listen, it's worth fighting for. This topic, this subject, this thing, it's worth fighting for. It's worth you know, drawing your sword. It's worth putting your gloves on. It's worth even dying for. So I'm really excited about this series that's coming next week. I hope you'll come back and hope you'll bring a friend with you. Bring some boxing gloves or a sword, whatever you like better. All right, so let's wrap up in a quick word of prayer together. God, I can't thank you enough for being a God who models for us what it means to serve. God, you've never asked us to do something that you haven't already done for us. You're that kind of God. You left the splendor of heaven, you came to earth, and you modeled for us beautifully what it means for us to serve people around us and even love people who don't really love us back. And so, Lord, thank you for showing us how to do that. And, Lord, I thank you for being a part of a church family that's serious about learning those things, It's serious about leaving the walls of of this building and saying, we're going to take the church to our community. We're not just going to wait for them to come to us. We're going to go to them and we're going to be like Jesus and serve. It is an honor to be a part of a group of people like this, a group of people that call themselves epic. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to learn what it means to be the church. Continue to teach us that, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Wasn't it fun this morning to get to see and hear about all the different projects that were happening last Sunday? And it would not have been possible without all of you. So thank you for stepping out of your comfort zone and serving and bringing hope to our community. Well, if you go into Walmart or Kohl's these days, you'll see that the Christmas season is fast approaching. It's not even Halloween, and it feels like Christmas is going to be here before we know it. And we're actually going to start talking about Christmas here at Epic, too, because through our giving tree, we want to continue to bring hope to our community and to families in need in our church family as well. Um, So through the giving tree, what we want to do is for families that you may know, that you are personally connected with, 
locally, um, through, whether it's through work or a family member or a friend or someone you may know here in the church who may have a need at Christmas, whether they're unemployed, have lost their job, just going through a difficult season, we want to help provide some of their needs at Christmas time, whether that's food or Christmas gifts. And how it's going to work is the week before Thanksgiving and the week after Thanksgiving, there's going to be a tree in the back near the Connection Center with cards, and on the cards will be written needs of those um, in our church and in our community. And then you'll be able to pick a card, select a need, and meet that need. But what we really need your help with right now is we need your help referring people to the giving tree. Everyone that you referred will remain anonymous. Um, but we want to um, need your help to know who is someone that you may know who could benefit from the giving tree. Once again, it needs to be somebody that you are personally connected with, a family member, a friend, a coworker, someone in our church, someone here in the community, and we'd love to help them this Christmas season. So go online to theepicchurch.com, and you can fill out a, a form to refer them, and we'd like to get all the referrals in by November 8th, so then we can get all that together for the tree. Thanks for your help with that. This coming weekend is Promise Keepers. It's going to be an incredible event for our men, so let's be praying for them as they're preparing to go and next weekend. Men, if you signed up for Promise Keepers, we need you to swing by the Promise Keeper table in the back, which is in the back right corner. See Tim Flinor. He has important information that you need, like the schedule, um, hotel information, directions. We need to make sure we have your correct contact information, so please swing by there before you leave today. Also, next weekend is baptism. On the, on next Sunday is going to be baptism at the beach. And so if you have put your faith in Christ and made that decision to trust him as, a, as your Savior but have never been baptized, we encourage you to, do, to take that step. Jesus challenges all of us to make a public declaration of the decision we made on the inside through baptism. So if you want to be baptized and have never been baptized before, please sign up at theepicchurch.com and we'll be in contact with you, with, with you this week about that. And then also for all the rest of us, let's plan on coming out next weekend at 5 o'clock to 16th Street North at Flagler Beach to cheer them on for baptism next week. Also, we partner with Lifeline, which is a Celebrate Recovery program here in Flagler County, and they're having a golf tournament coming up on November 2nd. So if you're interested in participating in that, for more information, please swing by the Connection Center. You can pick up a flyer on our way out about that. Also, for those of you who call Epic home, we can continue to be a part of what God is doing in our community in multiple ways. And one of those is through giving. And there's a couple ways that we can give. We can give online at theepicchurch.com or at the giving boxes at the back of each section. But if you are new with us today, we hope that you feel no obligation to give. Our um, time with you this morning, we want this service to be a gift to you this morning. So we're just glad that you're here. If you are a new guest with us this morning, we'd love for you to swing by our Connection Center on the way out. You can pick up some information about Epic, and there will also be someone there to answer any questions that you may have about Epic as well. Well, for all of us, we hope that you do take a next step in serving and we, um, swing by the tables in the back, meet some of those partners, see the different opportunities that they have. There is that specific opportunity with Brush With Kindness coming up on November 9th, all the opportunities at Epic, as well as with Alpha Pregnancy and the Food Pantry as well. So make sure you check those out as you leave. Thanks so much for coming. You have a great day today. Thank you. <laughs>